In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would all those up through the 12th grade please come forward? Have you ever been in one of those, um, no, I'm not going to do that today. Have you ever been in one of those uh, dark, dark caves or cavern with a group of people, like in San Antonio, New Braunfels area, and you go down into the, into the cave, kind of on a trail of rocks, and it's damp, and it's cool, but not too cool, kind of humid, and you're walking down, and they have the lights, you know, on, they've, 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 created a path and they've put some lights up and all that so you get down really far in the in the cavern and you don't see the door the the cave door anymore and and then they say now watch this and so they turn out the lights and you can't see a thing you can't see your hand you can't see anything around you you can feel of course but you can't see anything and then they turn the lights back on. Or one time I did that and someone turned one little flashlight on and the whole place lit up. Total darkness and one little flashlight made the whole place light up. Wow. And I think that teaches us a lesson with the gospel reading today. It talks about the light of Christ. And then, and then Christ gives us himself, Right? We are in Christ and Christ is in us. And so that light shines through us when we, when we share the Lord with others, when we do a kind act in the name of Jesus, when we talk about Jesus to others, that light shines. You might not be aware of this at your young ages, but we live, I mean, we have a lot of wonderful things in this world, but there's a lot of darkness in this world too. A lot of darkness in this world. Because people, ever since Adam and Eve, people have been disobedient to God and it just spreads and darkness spreads. But the, but the light of Jesus shines in the middle of that darkness. And he wants us to shine that light. You are a little light. Did you know that? Everything you do and everything you say is the light of Jesus. If you're doing it in Jesus' name. Did you know that? Huh? Did you did? Well, that's what I want to encourage you to do. In this sometimes dark world where you see people just miserable and angry and all kinds of people hate, hate each other, you know, talk about Jesus. Show the light. Let the light of Jesus shine through you because remember in the cave, that one little light, just a little light from one of you can shine in the yeah, yeah, just a little, even a matchstick in a dark cave will shine the whole cave. And imagine what the light of Jesus does. Oh, way greater than a, a matchstick, way greater than a flashlight, greater than the sun is the light of Jesus. Yes? 
Did you forget? Here it is. I got it. Huh? Huh? There it is. There it is. Oh, see this little hand right here. That can be that. That little huh? Did it? Okay. 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 All right. That's good. Well, y'all, y'all be the light of Jesus, okay? All right? You be the light of Jesus. Thank y'all for coming up. Thank you for coming up. We'll listen to Father Larry now. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Almighty God, we thank you for the gift of your holy word. May it be a lantern to our feet, a light to our paths, and strength to our lives. Take us and use us to love and serve all people in the power of the Holy Spirit. And in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Good morning to all. It's nice to see you all again. I come to see you about once every quarter, roughly. And uh, just so you know, I'm still, still alive at 7.30. <laughs> well, Jesus was very straightforward. He said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. These are great and holy attributes and promises of discipleship. But Jesus does not stop here. With his blessing comes responsibility the responsibilities of discipleship. It's one thing to know and to claim to be in Jesus Christ. It's another thing entirely to live it. But we must. Why? Well, for the sake of the kingdom of heaven coming to pass here and now and not just in the future. Why does Jesus use this image of salt and light to make his point? To better understand these images, we must keep in mind that the Jewish law prescribed that a little bit of salt be sprinkled over every offering presented to God as a sign of the covenant. Also light for Israel was a symbol of messianic revelation, triumph over the darkness of paganism. While Jesus is the real light of the world, we are asked to reflect that light to others through our words and deeds our choices and lifestyle, even our disposition when we are confronted by others with dirty or green jokes, bullying both physically and on the internet, as well as condescending attitude towards others, such as racism and discrimination. Like a city on top of a mountain and light seen and not hidden under a bushel basket, Everyone must see our acts of kindness, generosity, goodness, mercy, and love. But people who see our goodness must also attribute it to God and not to us. We who are baptized Christians are missionary disciples, and we are called to become a living gospel in the world. By living a holy life, we will flavor different environments and defend them from the decay as salt does 
and we will carry the light of Christ through the witness of genuine charity. But if we Christians lose the flavor and do not live as salt and light, we will lose our effectiveness. The Christian should be a luminous person, one who brings light, who always gives off light. A light that is not his doing, but a gift from God, a gift from Jesus. We are only carriers of the light. If a Christian extinguishes this light, his life has no meaning. He is a Christian by name only. Who were these disciples who Jesus called the salt of the earth and the light of the world? They were fishermen, simple people. But Jesus sees them with God's eye and his assertion can be understood precisely because of the Beatitudes we heard last week. He wishes to say, if you are poor in spirit, if you are meek, if you are pure of heart, if you are merciful, you will be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. To learn is to put knowledge in action. The crowds and disciples have learned about who they are by hearing the Beatitudes. Now they need to know what difference this makes to their lives. Knowledge without action can be an impediment to the implementation of the kingdom of heaven. Or better yet, it is knowledge without a purpose. All too often this is what our sermons sound like, our churches sound like, our discipleships sound like. We have a lot of information about Jesus, about God, about the Holy Spirit. And we have it to share, but that's as far as it goes. We tend to amass information for information's sake and not for the sake of the difference it might make to the world in need. Jesus reminds us that knowledge about God can exist, cannot exist at just simple knowledge. Knowledge about God is God's very presence in the world. St. Teresa Avila put it this way, Christ has no body but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Yours are the... <clears throat> Yours is the eyes, you are his body. Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks and has compassion on this world. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Don't think this is about somebody other than you. Jesus isn't talking to all the individuals. He's talking to the crowds that have followed him from Galilee, the 10 cities known as the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. That means they've come from everywhere. They've come to see Jesus, which they have heard about. They've come to listen and learn, to be healed, to have their lives put back together. 
They've come in search of meaning, direction, and purpose. You and I stand among that crowd. We're one of them. We've come today to see this one we've heard about. We've come to listen and learn and to be healed and to have our lives put back together again. We've come in search of meaning, direction, and purpose. Jesus' words are as true and applicable today as they were 2,000 years ago. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Where is the salt and light in your life? What does it look like? Well, how does it show up? Well, there are probably as many expressions of the manifestations of salt and light as there are people. Ultimately, though, they always look like the life of Jesus Christ. I think that Jesus is saying, and this is what he's saying in today's gospel. I don't exactly know what you will do, where you will sprinkle your salt, where you will shine your light, but I know this, in whatever ways you do that, whenever you do that, on whomever you do that, you will reveal the embodiment of God in humanity. God with us. In that moment, they and you will taste life and see the world as never before. St. Francis de Sales, a Franciscan, said that lay spirituality is a universal call to holiness for all of the faithful based on our baptismal vocation, which results in an apostolic outlook towards the world around us. Every baptized Christian is called to a life of holiness. While there certainly is wisdom and technique involved in evangelization, one profound aspect of our saltiness in this world is our personal holiness in our daily life. Jesus' second metaphor is echoed in Psalm 112, the response. The just man is a light in darkness to the upright. Each one of us is called to be the light of the world. Unbelief is a kind of darkness which is illuminated by the light of faith. Jesus' metaphor emphasizes that it is impossible to imagine the light of faith as something which is deliberately hidden. Like a city on a hill, it cannot be hidden even if desired to be. Jesus admonishes us, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Again, this is not about going out and doing something unnatural to make ourselves light up. It should be the natural light of Christ within us, irresistibly shining. Our daily work can be a means of our personal satisfaction, a means of sanctifying others, and a means of bringing about the sanctification of the whole world. Imagine the transformation that will occur in our, in our own world if we came to realize that the light of Christ shines in every aspect of our life. There are no corners or separate rooms which the light does not touch. What if we said tomorrow 
Thank God, it's Monday. Lord, let your light shine in my life today. Let us pray. Almighty God, who art the light of the world, grant us thy heavenly blessing. May the radiance of your light illumine our hearts and brighten our home with the spirit of faith and love. Let the light of your presence guide us, for in your light do we see light. Bless us also with your spirit, that happiness and peace may ever abide in all men. Amen.